is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Pretty massive weekend around the NFL uh, this past Sunday. Steelers obviously getting the win. How did the rest of the AFC North do? How did the rest of the league do? We will get into that on this episode of mm. the Steelers Standard. I, of course, am Tom Opperman and the other guys here, too. I'm just kidding. The other guy, of course, Thanks, is Jacob Tom. Recht. Love that kid. I don't know. After that, I think your Christmas card is going to get lost. You, in the why don't you just year. leave? Why don't you? I'll take the rest of this 27 minutes on my own. Uh, but let's start with the AFC North, Jacob, and let's start with the team that lost in the AFC North. The Cleveland Browns fall to the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are just every single shred of doubt I have. They're forcing me to say that they're a great team. And I told you, Tom, in my triple play, I, I, I was going with the Cardinals. Well, we'll do our power rankings uh, later this week. But uh, spoiler alert, I'll just give it to you. The Cardinals back on the top for me. I mean, how do you not? They're 6-0. and Like, how can you not say they're they the never waver. They never waver. And that's I'm waiting for them to waver every week. You know, they went to the Rams, and they played the L.A. Rams after the Rams had a huge win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I said, this is it. Cardinals going to be exposed to the team they are. They win by 17 points. Mm -hmm. Then the Niners come into town, and I'm like, Niners back against their wall. They're 2-2. Two and two. They just lost to the Seahawks. They need a win desperately. Cardinals Don't handle it, it defensively, and they win 17 and only allow 10 points for the Niners. Then they go to Cleveland, and I'm like, okay. This, is, this it. is it. The Browns' backs against the wall. The Browns have probably the most impressive resume as far as they've played almost every single Total team roster. has been really good. Top to bottom. And every team they've played is good. All their losses are against really good teams, the Chargers, the Chiefs. So I think the Browns are going to take it. The Browns are favored to win this game, I believe. They were like a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So all signs point to Cleveland, and they just get smoked. I mean, it wasn't even close from the beginning. It was like 28, 21 to like six or something like, or twenty to seven. Or it was an absurd performance. Baker. Mayfield, it was never a game. Baker Mayfield was running for his life twenty four seven in that game. Uh, obviously, I think no Nick Chubb really hurts them. I, I think that just changes their entire. And dynamic. they lost Kareem Hunt. They're very injured. We'll get to that in a second, but. Cardinals 37, Browns 14, Baker leaves the game in a sling on his non-throwing shoulder. Uh, again, I know we're talking about the North, but Cardinals are just checking all the boxes for me. I mean, they really are. It's, it's, it's time to remove the logo on the side of the helmet from the equation. And I mean by that, everybody looks you, at the Cardinals and don't believe them, in them. ever. Right. It's time to take that away because they're Super Bowl good. It's kind of like... It, it's kind of rem reminiscent of the Chiefs when Patrick Mahomes first started out because you said, I don't care how good Patrick Mahomes is. They had success, though, Yeah, but they, they never made it to the Super Bowl. They never made it to an AFC Championship game. They had a game. Super Bowl before that. They won one in the 70s, but... I mean, in the in the sixties, Tom, it well, was Super Bowl three they won, but or Super Bowl or four. It's more than the Cardinals. It's fair. It's more than the Cardinals. Cardinals have had like two good seasons ever in their career. Carson Palmer got him to the NFC Championship game that they lost to Cam Newton, and then of course Kurt Warner losing to your Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. Like other than that, name a Cardinals season. Okay. Exactly. I mean, Alex Smith had the Chiefs in the playoffs like eight straight years at least. Like yeah, the Cardinals are. More on the laughing stock side of things, as far as franchises are concerned in the NFL, and the Chiefs have been. Then the Chiefs have been, or, or ma many other teams have been. They they they're more Browns. They're like than more they are. Browns and Lions yeah. than they are just middle of the. And pack. that's why I think you're having trouble f believing in them. But I say no more. Believe in them. They got the Texans this Sunday. 
That could that could be a fifty-two to nothing yeah, game. They're seventeen-point favorites. It's going to be an easy game for them. Thursday night football in two weeks, though. Are you ready for this one? This is going to be fun. Green Bay goes to Arizona. Oh, Rogers at potentially I'm, seven and zero Arizona. I'm glad it's in Arizona. I think that's where they lose, though. But I've said that for four straight right, weeks. So right. who you knows? said it against the Cleveland, Seattle, San Francisco, and now yeah. Rodgers scares you than everybody more than anybody. Oh, of else, course, though. absolutely, no questions asked. Browns though fall to three and three. That's a Thursday night football game. That's Thursday night in two weeks, not this coming week. We got the Brownies on two Brownies this week and the Denver hosting Broncos. Denver, right? Potentially Case Keenum in that game. We know it's not going to be Chubb or Hunt in that game. Nope. Stefanski said expect Hunt to be out for weeks. In fact, About I'm seeing on the NFL weeks. Network right now, four to six weeks, Chubb is getting closer and closer to being put on IR because of his injury. Things could be pretty nice for the Steelers come know. two weeks from who, now. Who is the third team running back? Don't care because it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> you don't think it matters? Not, you don't think they're good enough? You think it's just because they Kareem might, Hunt and, and Nick Chubb are that good? They no, I think their line's the pretty good, too. But Duke Johnson ain't going to do this. No, 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 no. If it's Duke the Johnson, then no. We know who Duke Johnson is. Let me make sure. I, I just saw D Johnson on the list, so it could, it could be David Johnson. David Johnson's always floating David around. David Johnson the is league. in Houston. Good. It's Dearness Johnson. So it wasn't even. Duke I don't Johnson. even know who Dearness Johnson is. Out of South Florida. I think the line's good for Cleveland. It's not healthy right now, but I think it's good, and they can run the ball with backups. But I mean, Chubb and Hunter are the best two-on-two punch in in football. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not even close. So no, it's not even. It's not even. So close. that's a huge break. That's a bigger break than Baker potentially being out. I think so too, because Baker's. I don't think Baker's going to win you that game. In fact, Case Keenum, I think, is is a better not quarterback. That, no, 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 no. But he's not that far really? of a drop off. Like it's. I it's, mean, he got to an he got to an NFC Championship game a couple of years ago, and that's the three point. years ago. The roster was great on that Minnesota team, and he was able to take it there. Roster. So I would say roster's maybe, great again, except he's not, not going to have his running backs. Maybe so. not better, but probably even with Baker Mayfield, I put him in an even playing field. I think that's getting too harsh on Baker, even though he's you been really so? bad this year, especially of late. I I think the drop. I mean, it's not a drop off like Russell Wilson or Geno Smith. The, that's for sure. I don't know if he had multiple interceptions. Did he just have the one, Baker? Because the one that I saw him throw he just had the one. was one of the worst passes thrown I've seen in a while. Six touchdowns, three interceptions. And, you year. know what? I, that's too harsh because the worst interception I had seen thrown was Ben against the Raiders, or it was at the Bengals, which he just threw right into the hands of that guy. I think the worst interception I've seen so far this year was Patrick Mahomes against the, oh, the football against team Washington. last Sunday where he just – I mean, you got to just – if he eats that ball, it's an easy field goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and instead he just throws it up. But when you're Mahomes, the difference is you get away with Baker that. Mayfield lost against the Cardinals. Ben lost against the Raiders. Mahomes, Mahomes destroyed the football came team. came back and blew away the football team in the second half. So the Browns are now in fourth place in the division. The tiebreaker Tie goes to the Steelers, though, as it, as it stands third right, conference games. right now. And they play head-to-head twice, obviously. So that'll supersede the conference records as far as tiebreakers are concerned. But – Brownies are definitely in a state of panic, I'd say. I mean, things are not going the way that they had foreseen. Just a couple of weeks ago, you know, they're 3-1 and one, heading into a big game against the Chargers, and they get into a shootout with Justin Herbert, and they're right there with him step for step. They lose 47-41. to 41. Everybody's coming away from that like, wow, the Browns can score with anybody. This is a really good football team. And they just get blown out at home by the Well, Cardinals. that's the thing is that, and this is so cliche, and I hate that we bring this up so so often, but good losses and bad losses. 
The loss against the Chiefs was a good loss to start the season. The loss against the Card or the Chargers last week. I think you wanted to win that game. You should have. After after the way you kept up with Kansas City at home, or sorry, on the road, you you I don't think you're as intimidated going into against the Chargers as you Agreed. were week one against the the Chiefs. I think you expect to win that game. I think you, you don't. And then that this is the really bad thing is that at home you get blown out by twenty points against the Cardinals. Exactly, that's the game you got to have. That's the game you got to figure out uh, and write twenty three points and, and get a real quality win on your resume. And, and you don't get you it. fell short. Now you got the Broncos who have had their struggles, haven't won since the Steelers gave them their first loss. No, they started three and zero, and now they're three and three. Three, so which is which is questionable because the first two losses came against the Ravens and the Steelers, teams you expected to be better than you. This was a John Gruden-less team. This is the Raiders team who just had one of the worst weeks in football, and they still win that game. I think I see. I thought the Broncos were going to win because of that. That's what that's what I'm saying. I thought the the Raiders were left in such turmoil, but remove- from dealing with the the fallout from Gruden that the Broncos were going to have an easy time playing. Because we were saying, when when were the Raiders going to have time to practice? Agreed, but remove the turmoil and the Raiders are a better team. So okay. you got to take your hats off to the Raiders for removing taking that turmoil and taking yeah. care of business. Because, I mean, they are a better team. they got a better quarterback. I think they got much better weapons on offense. You were looking like Derek, no, Car- no, Derek no, Carr's no, better than... No, 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 no. I'm thinking about the rest of the offense. Because Denver has its options. But it's hurt. Jerry Judy's not Well, there. Jerry Judy's now off the IR list, so hopefully he works himself back into the fold for them. They need him. They need a playmaker. You can't just keep throwing a no offense. I mean, you've you right. got to have somebody out there that can that can break the game open for you like Henry Ruggs does for those Vegas Raiders. Uh, but, yeah, Brown's got the Broncos. They'll probably try. They'll probably get a win on Thursday night. Even if Case Keenum has to start, I think they probably get that I think win. you can still win that game. Because I think their defense is just going to shut them down, similar to how their defense just stopped the Bears from doing anything when their offense was struggling in right. that win for them. Uh, Bengals, the surprise team of probably the NFL this year, 34-11 to 11 winners Molly against Watt. Detroit. And Detroit, we said all week, you know, Kind of a deceptive own five because they lose the death almost every time and they're always, you know, within two or three points. But this was the biggest blowout. Even the Green Bay game wasn't as bad as this for the Lions. No. And is it impressive to you for the Bengals to do this against a team that's 0-6 because of how Take close those like 0-6, that? that 0-16 team you know has what? been playing? It's funny because we were talking about the Ravens saying, this is what the Ravens do. When they play bad teams like Detroit, like Miami – they destroy them, and the Ravens had to be rescued by a 66-yard field goal by Justin Tucker. Meanwhile, the Bengals go into the same. They're both on the road, right? They're both in Detroit, and the Bengals take care of so much so that they took Joe Burrow out of the game because the game was such a foregone conclusion so early on. They were like, we, we have no need to risk Joe Burrow being out there, losing him to an injury. Let's just take him out, and they still— I think they, the the bank or the Detroit Lions only put up seven points, which came in late, late, late garbage time. Eleven points was the total. Doesn't for the matter. Lions, but it does not matter. It all came in the fourth quarter. They were straight right. out throughout the entire game until that point. The Bengals are playing defense this year too, and that's the scary part because mm-hmm. that was the part that was supposed to still be a year or two away. They're ahead of schedule on the defensive side of the ball. They still need to fix some things. They still need to put some money in on that side of the ball, and they need to put a lot of money in that offensive line. And that's the one trepidation I'd have. If you're a Bengals fan listening to my voice right now, the one worry I'd have right now is your team's lack of the of commitment to spending to the cap. It's probably 
Actually, I will say it. It's the cheapest team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. You have to put the money into it now because everything's there. You just need to build those pe- – you need to your, fill – Your offense – You need to color in the edges now. Your That's offense all you need is to putting do. up what? 34 points, 22 against the Packers, 24 against the Bengals, 24 against the Steelers. I mean, you, you, you beat the Vikings in week one. You're, you have a very good offense right now. You have Joe. You have a guy in Joe Burrow. You have a guy in Jamar Chase, and you have a guy in Joe Mixon. It's all about adding to that offensive line and putting the right pieces in place to make that defense become complete. But like I said, that defense is ahead of schedule, and that's what makes this team a little scary this year. I looked at their schedule. It gets tougher. I still think they're more of an eight and nine kind of football team right now, which is really good because I think at the beginning of the year, five wins, six wins would have been thought of as a, a, a ceiling for the mm-hmm. Bengals this year. I think they can get to 8-9. Maybe they pull an upset and they get to 9-8 and eight and they're flirting with that 7 seed. But it's a team that is certainly on the rise. And say they go 8-9 this year, I think the expectation could be contend for the North next year and win 10 or 11 games. I think they're building this thing in the right direction. They went, what, 4-11-1 last, last year. year. They're already 4-2. and two. So they already are improving. I, you're saying next year, Tom, they can get to 10-11 wins? I, I don't think it's outlandish to say in the, in the next 11 weeks, because they have you know a 17-week schedule, or a 17-game schedule, rather, to say that they get another four, five, six wins in the rest of the year? To do that— I don't know. What, what's, what's, what's their schedule look like? To do that, not to just go through the whole schedule, but to get from 8-9 to 10-11, they'd have to steal one from the Ravens and the Browns. They play both of those teams mm-hmm. twice again. Uh, they'd have to steal one from either the Chargers or the Chiefs. It's tough. So, if you can win three more, or just two more of those games, upset the Browns, and say you upset the Chargers at home, that's ten wins right there, because they're going to beat the Jets, they're going to beat the Raiders. I hate to say this, but it looks like they're going to beat the Steelers at home. Although that's a tougher game now, with the Steelers probably being healthier. They got the, yeah, ni- they got the Niners at home, which isn't a cakewalk. So Broncos on the road, not, not a cakewalk, but they just kicked the Lions' ass on the road. So who knows what the hell they're going to do in Denver? But yeah, I'm impre- I think Denver's a better team than Detroit. I'm, I do too. I'm impressed with the Bengals. I really am. I, I think they're ahead of schedule. And As I think, do I. I think it, it, it's going to spell problems for the Steelers for a long not time, not just this year, but yeah, for the future. And the we talk about how the Browns have that roster in place that makes them scary. Still, don't think they figured out the quarterback situation yet. The Ravens and the Bengals have figured out the quarterback situation. So those two teams are going to be du- – at, at this moment in my mind, and the Browns you still throw in there because, again, the roster is so good, and I guess the jury is still out on Baker. But I see the Ravens and the Bengals becoming the mm. heavyweights at the top for a considerable amount of time where it used to be always the Ravens and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's very possible, which which is going to be – Hard to come to terms with as a Steelers fan. Speaking of those Ravens, one of the probably the most impressive win outside of the Monday Night Football pr- performance that we'll get to soon of the the Week Six action, thirty-four to six victory over the Chargers in Baltimore. Wink Martindale and that de- Baltimore defense tortured Justin Herbert, and they it's were the wor- saying it was on the, the worst game in Justin Herbert's career. They were saying on the broadcast that you know what they do, uh, Wink Martindale defense is they just throw so many different looks at you that you haven't seen before as a young quarterback. And it clearly got to Justin Herbert. He did not play well at all. Lamar Jackson didn't have that great of a game either. He only had like 156 yards through the mm-hmm. air, only 56 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. He did get it in the end zone, but he didn't make any big mistakes. Yeah. And 
that running attack from the Ravens, it's plug and play. And our old friend even got on the board. Yeah, Le'Veon call, Bell call him an old friend if you want. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to to uh, mend that bridge just yet. They're but. using Le- Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, and Le'Veon Bell, and of course Lamar Jackson as their running game, and it's working. This team just runs the ball. It doesn't matter who you have back there. And it's honestly scary to think about what if their guys were healthy? Like, what if J.K. What Dobbins, if J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, Edwards were still out there? I mean, and what was the third guy's name? I don't even remember. I don't know. He went down too. Yeah, but especially with J.K. Dobbins, though, right? Because I think he's a dude, and I think the I think the AFC didn't North have caught to a, even be a dude. He's just on that team, which is the mo- the most running back friendly offense in the league. But it's both, which makes it extra scary. Exactly. He's a dude and exactly. He's that good, and that team's that good at running. I mean, football. what is the collective age between Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, and 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 Le'Veon Bell, what is the average age between the two of them? Like 38? It has to be. I mean, Devontae Freeman's 29. Latavius Murray is 31. So we're right there at 30 right now as far as the average. 29 for Bell. So they're like 30 years old. They're about th- which is a- as close to a shelf of it as you can possibly get for a running back. And there's that Lamar guy who's only 24 and has won more games than and anybody that, that at that And that tips point. the scale back to a, a more reasonable average. More games won by any quarterback in the history of the NFL before reaching age 25. Lamar Jackson checks another record book off his I did not, resume. I did not think that would be him. I don't know who I would have thought it would be, they but I did not lose. think it would be him. They just don't lose ever since he's taken I'm kind of shocked it's not Ben. The Steelers didn't make the playoffs after Ben's Super Bowl uh, his second right. season. The Ravens just keep making the playoffs. They haven't, won the, they haven't say, gone to the Super Bowl yet, but yeah. I'm starting to lean towards them making that run this year, though. I know Steelers fans hate to hear that, but they could I, do it. They're scary good. Jason Owe, who we weren't so sure on coming out of the draft because his biggest criticism was he had zero sacks in college. He already has a handful so far. It doesn't look like they're missing Matt Judon or Yannick Ngakwe that much. Calais Campbell had a block kick against, uh, who was it? Um, who did they play last week? Baltimore. No, no, no. The, the week, week before. prior to that, they played the Colts. Yeah, I I believe he had the block kick against the Colts, which would have given the Colts the win at the end of regulation. They're a really good football team, man. They're all the way around good, and Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the league right now. So Ravens are scary, Steelers Nation. I hate to break it to you. We'll see what they do when they face the Steelers. Those matchups don't come until well later into the season. However, big one in the AFC North next week, Bengals at Ravens. I think – not not to say that I wish it was in Boston. Well, here's the thing. Here's I the wish thing, it was Tom. in Cincinnati so bad. Given that given that Seattle and San Francisco are now both two and four, is the AFC North better than the NFC West? I think I'm ready to make it a conversation at the very least. Is the AFC West better than both though? No. Because Denver and and Vegas don't do it for me. Vegas beat the two teams in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. That's fine, but that was very early. Four and the, two. The Ravens win especially is fluky. They're four and two. I, I don't know. I, I Denver I, certainly doesn't do it for you. I still don't know how I feel about the Steelers. I think that's why I, I get a little trepidatious on making that claim. But here's a, here I'll say this: the AFC North is a hell of a conference or a hell of a division. Hell of a division. It's real tough. So and that's what, what the point I was trying to make was the reason it deserves to at least be a conversation is every time you see an AFC North matchup, it should be must watch football. Bengals Ravens, I think I 
And it's in Baltimore? It's in Baltimore. I wish, because we're off on Sunday, obviously, for the bye week. Selfishly, I wished that they would flex that game to Sunday Night Football because it's Colts and Niners on Sunday Night Football right now, which is just gross. Why? Flex Bengals Ravens, right? It's a one o'clock game. You can start to flex games, right? Yeah. At this point, week seven. Bengals Ravens is the perfect one because I know for a fact that CBS didn't have that as their game of the week because it's the Bengals in the preseason. You had no expectations of the Bengals being a 4-2 four four and two team. team heading into that. I mean, this is a game for first place in the North mm-hmm. on Sunday, and I, I, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, I don't want to say it's a prove-it game for the Bengals because kind of did that already with the Packers losing to them when they really had three different chances to win against them at home. I guess it is a little different because this time Bengals taking this show on the road. So we'll see how they can prove it on the road against mm-hmm. the really good team. Haven't done that quite yet. So we'll see. This could be a typical Ravens, we're just going to destroy you game. Or I could see the Bengals really impressing a lot of people and making I, it yeah, a field I goal game. I don't know if I have, if I'm ready to just write this off as a win for Baltimore just yet. If it is, though. They're in firm control of the North. Right, they would be five and one. And you're right because the Bengals are the next next team up. Exactly. So the Ravens are playing for complete control of the North. The Bengals are playing for a surprising early lead in the North. Some other action around the NFL. Uh, Vegas beat the Broncos. Both of those teams are in the wild card hunt as it stands right now. So one team falls back. One team gains ground in the Raiders, so no real help there for the Steelers. Yeah, but who's the team that's in the middle in between them right now in the, in the playoff race? Is it the Chiefs? No. It's your Pittsburgh Steelers, Tom. They're the seventh seed, as it stands yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs are the nine seed. Big win for them against the Washington football team. But the first, they're one and three against AFC opponents. The first half, that's not going to last. The first half uh, was... All Twitter was saying was Mahomes is done. What's up with Mahomes? What's wrong with Mahomes? Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. And he doesn't have it anymore. Same amount of interceptions that he had all of last year in just these first couple of games. What's wrong with Mahomes? What's wrong with Mahomes? They figured out Mahomes. 31 points in the second (laughs) half, and they win. Cover the spread comfortably. What guy are you talking about? The uh, the guy who threw 387 yards and two touchdown passes. Yeah, he did have two interceptions. But I I think one of the big theories about the interceptions for Mahomes that I buy into is he was so he's been so reckless his whole career that you gotta just admit that he's been getting lucky sometimes, and sure. maybe that luck's just starting to fall back in the wrong direction. Maybe he needs to take a good self introspection and say, maybe I don't need to risk it every single time. Maybe I don't need to try to throw the ball parallel to the ground, forty yards downfield sideways. Maybe I can just eat it and take a sack. Maybe. You know, Mahomes has been so great since he stepped on the scene that I think we forgot that there's still aspects that he could mature at in the game. And I think he could take a little page from Aaron Rodgers' playbook and just be a little bit less. I mean, I want him to be reckless, don't get me wrong, because he's a game-breaker. But take that page from A-Rod's book and learn how to throw the ball away. Learn how to take the sack. I think that's just the one thing that he might be able to mature on a little bit. But he throws two interceptions, and it doesn't matter because he can erase him like that. So... He's a great quarterback. You said they're one and three against the AFC. I don't see that record lasting at all. I still think they're a playoff football team. And again, I think all the Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. What's wrong with Mahomes? Talk. I mean, that's a little ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous, and I think we saw why it's so ridiculous is because he can just come out and torch you in a matter of minutes, right? They go to Tennessee next Sunday. 
That's a tough place to play, as the old Buffalo Bills found out on Monday night. Before we get to that, though, one last Sunday game I want to talk about. Packers and Bears. I still own you. I still effing own you. This city, man. What a send-off if that is his last game in Soldier Field as a Packer, which I think we expect it to be for Aaron Rodgers. The man is 22-5 and five in his career against the Chicago football team. 59-something, 56 or 59, I can't remember, touchdowns to like I don't know. 12 interceptions or something like that. Uh, one of those five losses, too, he only played in the first drive of the game and then had to leave injured, and the Packers lost. So it counts as a loss for him, but really, come on. He didn't. Who knows what would have happened if he was actually mm. in there for that game. In fact, I actually, betting the odds, would guess that he would have beaten the Bears in that game. So he's just been a dominant performer against that team. I mean, there's just – when you are a franchise quarterback – you get that team that's your little brother. Ben had it with Cleveland, where he had the most wins in Cleveland Stadium as a starting quarterback until Baker finally came through and ended that. Uh, with Brady, it was the Bills. I mean, just destroyed and in the Jets, too. Yeah, but. you know what's hilarious? I was watching the NFL Network yesterday afternoon, and they were doing a segment on just their panel of guys and how like they dominated. And Willie McGinnis said, yes, he dominated with the Patriots uh, Peyton Manning and then David Carr comes on and says oh yeah my team that I dominated was the Jacksonville Jaguars you went six and three against them in the in your career you threw ten touchdown passes then in nine games how is that a dominating performance that's, I'm sorry David Carr that is that is not anywhere near Aaron Rodgers territory that's like when J that's like Daniel Jones when they were like, oh, he's 4-0 against the Washington football team in his career. He owns the Washington football team. Washington football team's not very good, first of all. And second of all, it's four games. Like, it's not that big of a sample size. The Bradys, the Rodgers, the, the, the Roethlisbergers, they have the big sample size, and they have their teams that they dominate. And for Rodgers, it's just the – if you're a Chicago Bears fan, you're praying to God that he leaves the conference next year, which I think he might, but – you just want that guy as far away from your division as possible. I mean, you, the Bears, the Lions, the, the Vikings especially, he are, are them all. praying. No, but I mean, they're praying he leaves the NFC North, right? Oh, the Vikings especially because they're the closest. Because they're team. the closest yeah. team. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. I mean, the Vikings could have won the division many times in the past five years. Uh, I mean, they got to the NFC Championship game what four years ago? Yes, they just they beat the Saints in the Superdome. Just two years ago, and right? Won a playoff and, and, game. In the wild card game, yeah. right? So, yeah, the, I I see what you're saying there, and then the Bears too. You'd say because they're trying to break in that new quarterback fields that there's mm -hmm. a lot of hope on the horizon for them, and it'd be a lot easier. But it's still to have that hope. It if does not look anywhere near as promising as it does in Minnesota for Chicago. Monday night game of the week: Titans and Bills. This game was a ton of fun to watch, back and forth all game long. Uh, you said earlier. This was more impressive to you than the the Ravens beating the Chargers. That's right. Because I, I thought the Titans might have been dead in the water after the Jets game. I, I thought the Titans might be a team that's just going to underachieve this year, and then this was the biggest win on their schedule for sure. And it's a get-right okay, get so, kind of game. So what? just looking at it from an from from a, a scenario point of view, right? The Ravens dominating the Chargers or the Titans upsetting the Bills? Titans upsetting the Bills because wow, it puts okay. the Titans in the category in my mind of the Chargers, of the Bills, of See, the See, here's why it doesn't do it for me is because yes, I'm a, it's an impressive win, don't get me wrong, but the Titans still are going to be able to stack wins against 
the other teams again in their division, like the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars. Maybe they lost to the Jets. That's exactly, exactly, exactly. The Ravens didn't lose to the Lions. They did, though. I mean, they didn't, but they did. Come on, come on. They did. They lost that game. They did not. That I mean, was they a did phantom not. delay game. Look at the final score, call. Tom. You struggle against bad teams. It's the NFL. The Titans showed me though that. See, you're saying that they can beat any team, and then they lost to the Jets, so maybe they can lose to any team. But they showed me they can beat any team on this Sunday. And call me crazy, I just I believe in Derrick Henry. I think he's the best running back I've ever seen in my life. I think that's bar none. Better than Adrian Peterson? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's going to lead the league in touchdowns and rushing yards for the third straight season. AD, Adrian Peterson never did that. LaDainian Tomlinson never did that. Emmett freaking Smith never did that. Like this dude is we just really special. We see Emmett Smith, and I'm just saying historically yeah. the context. I mean, I think Henry's a Hall of Famer already. I, wow, I, I do. I, I guess I'm betting on him playing for another four or five years at a high level, but I will take that bet. The guy, the graphic, he just doesn't show any signs of slowing down. And you look at that in the micro, not just the macro. The graphic they showed last night, he averages like 2.3 yards per carry in the first quarter. Then it's like three point eight in the second quarter. <laughs> then it's like four point five in the fourth qu- in the third quarter. And then it's like twelve. Then it's like six 7. in the fourth yeah. quarter in overtime. So like, they were trying to make the argument: Does he get better as the game go on, or is it just a bitch and a half to tackle him for a sixty just, minute football it, game to, to go after him for an entire game that you just, just wear down as a right? defense? So uh, he's a game breaker. Um, Ryan Tannehill is just not that good of a quarterback, though. There was a well, he had a really. Not, I, I guess you could call it fluky, but he had a, he had the best year of his career last year, and he's just he's just not that good. Though. He had AJ like, Brown and Julio Jones available to him, and he just wasn't great. He's just not that good. He was at one point towards the end of the game. I know he helped with the comeback, but he was like nine for twenty. Mm-hmm. And then there was a pass. It was right after Julio made the catch of the year that bounced off the guy's helmet, right. and then toe drag swag on the sideline. Third down. Sl- Little drag route over the middle from mm-hmm. Julio. I know what you're talking about. And he overthrows him. And a lot of people on Twitter were arguing because it's Twitter. Well, it's Julio Jones. You jump up, you catch that ball. It's an easy first down. Morons. Listen to the expert, Brian Greasy, explain it to you and look at the camera angle they showed. If that's a normal pass, if that's a pass he's supposed to make, Tannehill, that's a touchdown from Julio Jones. Not just the first down, that's a touchdown. He had two steps on his defensive back. And everybody else's back was turned to him as far as up the field is concerned. And it's Julio Jones. He's fast. He's strong. He's going to take it 30 yards and get into the end zone. Instead, he overthrows him. And, yeah, maybe Julio can make that catch. But you got to think about what Julio's mindset is. He's saying, I'm open. I got separation. This is at least 25 yards. Just put it out in front of me where I can catch it in stride. Terrible pass goes over his head. That's that's the part where I'd say I don't trust the Titans. Is that is Tannehill gonna make plays like that in clutch situations, and is that gonna cost them? It's the quarterback that's the biggest question mark. Much like the Browns, well, the defense is pretty questionable too. The for defense Tennessee, is questionable too, but the quarterback's my biggest question mark for their success. Because again, okay, like but, you said, you got okay, those two studs. You started you started the conversation by saying you believe in Derrick Henry. Is Derrick oh, Henry yeah. good enough to make up for Ryan Tannehill? He has been in the past. They've gotten to the AFC Championship game on his back alone. It's a tougher AFC than it was two years ago, though. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So it's going to be a dogfight. But I'm saying I think the Titans just threw their hat in the ring as far as those top-tier teams. I mean, they're going to be— I, I, They lost Taylor Lerwan, though. 
for potentially a long time. That's a pretty big loss. To me, it's, it's one of their best linemen. The the NFC, sorry, the AFC South. It's just they're going to end up as a 10-11 win team, but majority of those wins are going to come against really bad opponents from their division. But what's it's so weird is the fact that yes, you mentioned it earlier. They lost the Jets. Explain it to me. You can't. And Derrick Henry had like 170 yards. That's just three football. touchdowns. That's so. just football. They have a big test next week. It. it just as big, if not bigger, than this past week. They have the, the Chiefs coming to town. If they, if they can beat the Chiefs, then yes, I'll take them seriously. I think they can. I don't know if they will, but I think they can. Let's see Let's see how Ryan Tannehill performs against a really bad Chiefs defense. Well, let's see how Derrick Henry performs. That's exactly, really too. But let's Chiefs see if defense. Ryan Tannehill can, take, take, can equally take advantage of it. You don't see Julio making the impact that you need him to, though. And it's not his fault. It's just they, no. It's not his fault. They're just not getting him the ball enough. And again, I think they got an average quarterback that is going to get him to the playoffs, and I think can get him a playoff win under his belt. I don't know. I see. I'm talking myself in and out of the Titans because of that mm-hmm. Tannehill question mark. But I just love Derrick Henry, man. He's so much fun to watch, and he might put up 200 yards against that Chiefs defense next week. Who knows? He's going to be a force. For it's them very to possible. Then they go to the Rams in a couple weeks, too. So the Titans, Another big Titans have a tough one. Uh, outside of the South, the Titans do have some tough competition, of course, also coming to Pittsburgh later in the season. That'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. As always, very appreciative of you guys giving us a listen. We'll be back later this week with some fresh content for y'all. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman. We'll talk to you next time on the Steelers Standard.